good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Thursday, July 30th, 2020, and I apologize for getting started late. I was in the other room and lost track of time and had to come running in here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. <clears throat> I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. You can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R. DIY, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information on the site. All the products we talk about are there. The Longevity Nutritional Supplements, the CTFO CBD Oils, the Stem Enhanced Ultra by Cerule, the X39 Patch by LifeWave, the um, Pulsed Electromagnetic Therapy Unit that you can find under the circulation section of the Trinity of Health tab. And last but not least, the coffee I drink, Gano Excel, classic. Also, a little plug here, uh, there's only two days left to get in on the free uh, uh, waiver of the 1995 um, preferred customer fee for longevity. So if you are considering uh, getting some of the essential nutrients, the 90 essential nutrients, to support and maintain your healthy immune system, you can do so in the next two days by just clicking the link on my website. And when it gets to the point where you sign up, the 1995 preferred customer fee will be waived. And then once that happens, uh, as long as you buy $100 worth of products over the next 12 months, you will automatically be grandfathered, and next year the 1995 will be waived as well. But that uh, special ends tomorrow night at midnight, so if you want to get uh, your products without having to pay that $20 sign-up fee, now's the time to do it. You'll be able to just get the products for the price of the products, the shipping, and tax. And some states uh, don't have tax either, so you might just get away with just shipping. That'd be cool. But I'd highly recommend, at minimum, the Basic Mine 90 which is right there on the home page. You just click it, place the order, and you're good to go. And that will give you um, the 90 essential nutrients, and it will give you a boost of your immune system so that all this COVID and everything else out there, flu, co flu season's coming up, all these things will be, you'll be protected against all of them, and you'll do much better, trust me. So anyway, just a plug for that. I uh, just want to let you know that the uh, topics discussed and opinions mentioned on their show are those of the host and or guests don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, um, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own due diligence and research so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. 
Also, if you have any questions about anything on the site, click the Contact Me button and uh, send me an email or call and leave a message. We'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours. And if you click the Radio Shows tab, you'll see all the information about the shows, how to listen to replays, uh, when the shows air, how to listen to them live. And then at the bottom of the page, you'll see the uh, link to our Facebook page as well as the chat room. Take advantage of that stuff. And the number to call into the show is 614-426-8787. 614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. Or Skype. You can uh, use a search for Sarge45ACP. That's S-A-R-G-E, the number 45, and the letters A-C-P as in Paul. Send a contact request, mention your listener, we'll get you approved, and then you'll be able to call in via Skype in excellent audio quality. Now, uh, being Thursday, uh, we always have Michael Gaddy, our uh, resident uh, constitutional expert and historian, on as a guest. And I'm going to see if we can't contact him right now and get him on here. Hopefully he's available. Hey, Michael, how's it going today? Hello, Jim. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're a little on the faint side, but I can hear you. Okay, let me try this. How's this? Uh, not much better. A little muffled. Okay. Hmm. Any better now? A little bit. Okay, let me change my settings a little bit. Okay. How's this? A little better. Okay. So how are you doing? I'm just plugging along, you know, all the crazy stuff that's been going on um, between uh, these doctors that went to D.C. And, you know, they tell the truth about uh, hydroxychloroquine. And then, of course, uh, big pharma, big tech, and everybody is doing everything they can to shut them down so their information can't get out. And I also came across um, the other day a uh, Dave Hodges, um, I guess a blogger, had a uh, report that he did of a judge in, I think it was in Georgia, somewhere on the East Coast, a federal district court judge who actually issued a ruling about the First Amendment violations against churches. And if you don't mind, I kind of want to play it. It's only a few few minutes long, but I think it might be an interesting thing to chat about. Uh, let me Let me play sure. this here real quick. From Raleigh, North Carolina, a federal judge issued a temporary restraining order preventing the enforcement of Governor Roy Cooper's executive orders that restrict church worship in North Carolina. A group founded by pastors and churches sued Cooper over his executive orders alleging they violate the U.S. and North Carolina constitutions. U.S. District Court Judge James C. Deaver heard arguments on Friday from a group of plaintiffs who challenged Cooper's authority to restrict religious activities. Saturday, the judge said the plaintiffs are, quote, likely to succeed on the merits of their free exercise claim concerning the Assembly for Religious Worship provisions in Executive Order 138 that they will suffer irreparable harm absent a temporary restraining order, that the equities tip in their favor 
and that a temporary restraining order is in the public interest. The judge went on to say, hello, may I have a big drum roll right now, please? Give me one at home. Thank you very much. Judge Deaver said, and I quote, this is not Dave Hodges saying this in late March. Judge Deaver said yesterday on Saturday, July the 24th, there is no pandemic exception to the Constitution of the United States or the free exercise clause of the First Amendment. I'm going to read this again because let this go forth is a judicial proclamation that these people who are letting casinos be open while closing down your neighborhood gym are breaking the law. The judge said, again, Judge Deaver, federal district court judge, there is no pandemic exception to the Constitution of the United States or the free exercise clause of the First Amendment. Are you listening, Governor Doug Ducey? Are you listening, Newsom, who still has his wine reopened while all the others are closed? How about you, Cuomo? How about you, Mayor Lightfoot? How about you, Phoenix Mayor Kate Gallego, that like everything shut down and have people hide under their bed? How about all of you Democrats? Deucey's not a Democrat, but he is philosophically. Enough is enough is enough. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, to exercise good common sense. You don't expose elderly people to toxins. Yes, wearing a face mask around them may be okay. We can debate that medically later. But right now, when you're walking through the parking lot of Walmart and you have your face mask not covering your nose and a cop comes up and writes you a ticket, it's time to say no. And then while the guy was filming, the cop said, turn it off. You don't have to. Cops have no expectation of privacy in public, and the courts have upheld this. When they do these things that are wrong, film them every time. And you're saying, Dave, I thought you supported the cops. I do. When they're enforcing the laws as they're written, when they make up their own laws so they can go out and satisfy their bosses that they're writing lots of tickets and generating revenue from lost income they're not getting from citizens due to the lockdowns, I'm not going to support that. We did a podcast the other day, cops hiding in every bush. It's kind of like Yamamoto said, we can't invade America. There'll be America behind every blade of grass with a gun. Well, right now there's a cop behind every blade of grass with a radar gun. They're trying to make up for lost revenue. They're abusing their authority. They're breaking the law. They're breaking the spirit of the law. And governors are breaking the law when they enforce these lockdowns. We are a lawless society right now. Lawless. Have you seen that commercial from for President Trump? I'm sorry, 911 operators cannot answer right now as this thug is breaking into this elderly lady's home and you end up seeing her, her phone on the floor. Uh, you think that's far-fetched? You think that's drama theater? Think again. That's it for the Common Sense Show. Please share this far and wide. Okay, what would you think of that, Mike? Well, uh, I have some problems, Jim, with him saying that they're breaking the law, because I think that is one of the things that uh, people need to understand is the law and the Constitution are two separate right. and uh, separate entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they violating the constitutional rights of the people? Yes. Are they violating the law? Probably not. 
uh, Jefferson said the law is often nothing but the tyrant's will and always so when it violates the rights of an individual. But otherwise, I, I think the ruling was right on. Uh, and, you know, people would just exercise common sense. But the problem is, Jim, and you and I both know, is that the majority of people would rather believe the government than believe that federal judge. Oh, yeah, no question. And common sense is anything but common. <laughs> Boy, that sure. is true. Yeah, because, you know, if they, they, the, the path of least resistance is what people tend to take, and that's by just doing whatever the government tells them. They've got a judge now that is saying that uh, you don't have, the government doesn't have the authority to do that. So now this person is forced with having to stand up against the government powers and risk all the things that go along with that. And most people just aren't willing to do that, and that's why we're in the condition we're in. You know, back in the 1700s, you know, it was a common thing. We ain't doing that. You know, we're free. Now people have right. no clue what real liberty is, and it's a shame, but it is what it is. <laughs> well, basically, Jim, my philosophy is that if you can't say no, you're not free. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, I played this on my other show this morning and then immediately went right back to uh, American Jurisprudence 2nd Edition <laughs> that, we read, that we went over last week and read the whole thing again and just let people know. You know, it's obvious that these things are unconstitutional and we don't have to follow them. And the trouble is, is there's a little bit of discomfort that goes along with disfollowing or not following these things, especially when you got a police officer standing there trying to enforce it. Uh, most people have been taught to just do what the police officer says. And sometimes you got to realize you don't need to do that, and you shouldn't do that. You actually have a duty not to do that. And uh, Jim, mm -hmm. one of the things that really troubles me about this is the fact that we've got Americans all across this country screaming for constitutional rights, yeah. and yet they go to the polls every two years and vote for people who haven't followed the Constitution at all in their elected offices. So to me, that's a dichotomy. I don't know how you can expect to have constitutional rights when you vote for people who violate your Constitution. You're right. I have no idea either how that would be. That's, you know, that's the thing. And uh, the problem, one of the big problems is, is there's nobody on the ballot that, you know, presents another option. <laughs> Most well, of the that time. is true, and the two-party system was designed to prevent that from happening. Right. Yep. So uh, you you either have uh, you have crook A or crook B, or yep. uh, fiddle D or tiddle drum or whatever. But anyway, you don't have anyone who is actually representing your rights. Yeah. But Jim, I've seen this happen so many times. I know when I was in Colorado and we were having an election for uh, a county commissioners. And so I set up, uh, with the help of a few other people, I set up a forum for all candidates to come in, and it was strictly a forum on the Constitution and their knowledge of the Constitution. And if you want to see a, wanted to see a group of politicians who didn't want to answer any questions and who didn't have anything to say, it was at that forum. They kept passing the microphone back and forth to each other rather than try to answer our questions on the Constitution. So if people would actually demand that their candidates follow the Constitution, we might be a little bit further down the road. Yeah. 
The big problem is most people don't have a clue what the Constitution is and why we want them to follow it. Exactly, and they don't want to know. Most yeah. of them do not want to know. Jim, I've been given free Constitution classes for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think the most I've ever had show up at any one gathering was probably 60 people. And some of those has been in fairly large cities. I gave one in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, there are people don't want to know the Constitution, but they want their constitutional rights, which, again, is that dichotomy we're never going to have. Right. <sighs> yep. Uh, and there's, you, you, there, I can't see any issue as long as the public fool systems are out there cranking out useless idiots and... Uh, People keep sending their kids to those places, and uh, they keep watching the, the idiot box instead of educating themselves. You know, I don't see any real changes, at least for the better. I can see change well, the, for the worse coming. Yeah, they don't. It's always going to be for the worse because we're doing nothing to ensure that it goes for the better. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think uh, if I remember correctly, last week we were talking, and I think this is a very interesting point. Uh, we were talking about Article 4, Section 4, and we talked about the second part, about uh, the legality of sending these uh, forces, federal forces, into right. the cities and states. Mm -hmm. But I think the first part of Article 4 is very, very interesting, and it says that the federal government will uh, provide to each state a Republican form of government. Right. And it, it's not happening, and it hasn't been happening for decades. So, Jim, what would happen if the... Uh, states, if people got together in each state and sued the federal government for not providing a Republican form of government. <laughs> It'd be great. The only the big problem, again, is, you know, most people don't have a clue what that is. They keep, everybody thinks we've got a democracy. <laughs> well, that is true. But uh, how many people, Jim, know the seven basic principles necessary to constitute a Republican form of government? Very, very few, I'm sure. Well, most people think if you say Republican, they think it's the Republican Party. But yeah. that is uh, absolutely, uh, uh, you know, uh, saying the Republican Party is, uh, you know, a uh, dichotomy of terms. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and to relate them to Republicanism, uh, because they're about as far as you can get from it. Yeah. But uh, would you like to go over the seven basic principles definitely. necessary to constitute a Republican form of government? Yeah, definitely. Okay, and number one, there is a strict separation of powers horizontally and vertically. That is the first requirement. The second requirement is the government is run by officers governing, governing for a term and only during good behavior. So anytime some of these uh, rascals go out and do something that is unconstitutional, they should be removed from office. The federal government is not protecting our right to a Republican form of government. And number three, officers, offices are selected by our election and not by the appointment of the government itself. Imagine that. How many of these uh, rascals, I almost said a bad word there, Jim. How many of these uh, rascals who are out there demanding all of these uh, uh, health issues, masks and everything else, are appointed by a government, uh, a mm -hmm. government official? when actually that uh, does not constitute a Republican form of government. Right. It says that the only people, if it's a Republican form of government, anyone who has dominion and control over you would have to be under your due election. That would cer certainly eliminate most chiefs, chiefs oh, yeah. of police Definitely. and many other branches. 
And number four, the government recognizes that power resides in the people and immediately from God. Exactly. Wow. Think the government might have problems with that one, Jim? <laughs> in this day and age, you better believe it. Five, there is a deliberativeness in action and and that it is by the checks and balances not subject to the whimsical fancy of a few. That's all we have in government today is the whimsical fancy of a few. So we do not have a mm -hmm. Republican form of government. Right. Number six, the government acknowledges the final right of the people to alter or abolish it whenever it usurps the rights for which it was instituted by the people to administer God's law. Ooh. Boy. Number seven, the government does not grant entitlements. That one you were garbled. Go ahead and repeat that one. We could shut down the whole government. And <laughs> we're having the same issues we had last week. I'm beginning to okay, wonder. I didn't think the show was big enough for the people to interfere with it, but I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> oh, man. Try and repeat that one more time. Number seven. It's, Jim, isn't it strange? I was going to ask you, isn't it strange when we're talking about things that we get to certain points and we have the problem? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> I used to see that with other shows, especially the ones Can that were on shortwave. Yeah, they get to a really yeah, good okay. point that the government don't want you to know about, and all of a sudden the static would come in and that kind of stuff. I didn't think this show would be big enough to uh, elicit that kind of response, but I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's look at number seven again. And yeah. if we go by number seven, we we could definitely shut down uh, government control of the states with this one. It says the federal government does not uh, the the government of a Rep a Republican government does not grant entitlements. Whoa. <laughs> so. We obviously do not have a Republican form of government, and Article 4, Section 4 plainly stipulates that the federal government will provide to the states a Republican form of government. And this is a subject, Jim, I've never heard discussed. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Where does that list originate from? Oh, well, you know, I dug this up very years ago. When I was interested, when I first started studying the Constitution about 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'm giving you a circuitous answer that I'll have to go back and check my notes <laughs> to, to uh, give you the proper uh, origin of this. But those were the seven factors listed for to obtain a Republican form of government. Hmm. Makes sense. They sound good, I'll say that. And... Uh... I wouldn't be in any position to argue them, that's for sure, nor would I want to. But um, it's clear from what you've read that, you know, they definitely have not been providing that form of government for the states, that's for sure. And uh, the states aren't doing it either. I mean, you know, you hear all the people that talk about, in my case, Ohio Republic or Texas Republic or whatnot. But I could safely say that there's not one of the 50 states in the Union that is trying to do that on their own either exactly and uh again it, it sounds kind of strange and we've talked about all parts of the constitution over the years and the different uh things but 
this is one subject that I have never actually heard addressed. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was really happy last week when we decided that we would give this a look today. Because I, I, I can't understand why this isn't a subject of discussion. I certainly would like to have this discussion with a group of judges and see what they have to say. Definitely. And the thing is, is like you said, you know, most of the problems we're experiencing today are happening because they have failed to do this. And we've got, you know, unelected bureaucrats that are the ones issuing these edicts. Um, I know that's the case here in Ohio. We've got uh, the department, the director of the Department of Health is issuing the the things and, you know, then you have our idiot governor who's putting out, you know, executive orders that, you know, he's trying to make apply outside the executive branch of government. And then yesterday, I think it was the Department of Pharmacy issued a thing to um, pharmacists saying that they don't have that they have the, uh, I guess, the discretion to refuse to fill prescriptions for hydroxychloroquine that are written for doc by doctors for patients with COVID-19. And that's something that's never happened before. It's a it's a direct interference with a you know doctor patient uh, uh, situation, and expect um, you know it's just one more thing. They're trying to do everything they can from getting people to be able to take care of their own health and do something that's shown to work. So and again, it's nothing is by a bureaucrat, not somebody who's answerable to the electorate which is sad and people well, need to really start calling for the re the recall or the elimination of these people. Uh, well, taking that's them exactly out. true. Uh, every uh, state that I've looked at Jim, uh, where they talk about these masks and uh, social distancing and all of these other things, every state of which I have looked, the governor or the issuing authority has referenced some person they appointed as a bureaucrat at some point down the road, like they're mm -hmm. going to disagree with them. Yeah. And they just sit in the, sit back in the office and, you know, they basically have to keep doing these things to just pretty much to justify their existence. You know, the people that just sit there and aren't heard from, you know, when it comes time to replace them or to reappoint or whatnot, they're afraid that they're not going to be retained if they don't have some kind of a track record. All the great things they've done. <laughs> you know, it depends, you know, great is something that depends, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so to speak. But I'll tell you what, the folks here in Ohio that are doing this stuff are not doing a good job at all. And they're really starting to piss people off. Myself, I've been pissed off for a long time. I, I think I was born that way. But um, there are a lot of people that are really getting torqued off with what they're seeing. And uh, I think that's a good thing because, you know, people need to have their ox gourd. They need to have, you know, something to kind of get them off dead center and uh, knock all these uh, post turtles off the post. Get them to do something. You yeah. But... You know, whether they will or not, who knows? It's, well, uh, Jim, think... we're, we're not going to have freedom until we have enough people in this country who demand it. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, I keep going back to the founding. You know, the, the numbers I've heard are somewhere between like 3 and 5% of the American populace were 
actually involved in the revolution, so to speak, and the rest were kind of sitting on the side waiting to see who was going to win. Um, I don't know if those numbers are accurate, but I kind of think that that's kind of the same boat we're in now. The vast, you know, 95 to 98% of the public are going along with all these edicts, and maybe 3 to 5%, if we're lucky, are the ones that say, hell no, I'm not wearing a face mask. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to stay home. I'm not going to do what you're saying just because you think you can say it. Um, so maybe we got enough, maybe we don't. I don't know. Um, it's going to be a rocky road between now and at least November 3rd because a lot of people keep thinking they're hoping that every, any day all this stuff is going to blow away. They're going to wake up from the nightmare and everything's going to be back to normal. And uh, I don't see that happening. I think there's going to be more and more stuff rolling out um, on a regular basis right up to the election or until the swamp gets cleaned, whatever happens first. And then, you know, after the election, no, November 4th is going to be interesting, depending on how the outcome goes on the election. Because I know if, if uh, Biden happens to win, then it could only be by massive voter fraud. And the American public, I think, is aware of that. And all the folks that show up at the rallies are going to show up in Washington, D.C. with their guns, I think. I hope. Uh, and, you know, it's not that Trump will refuse to leave office. It'll be the, the people will refuse to let him leave office. Uh, because uh, we're not going to let Biden come in there when he was, you know, not duly elected. Uh, and that's, that's going to be a, an interesting point, I think. You know, if it goes the other way, you know, it's hard to say what will happen. You know, if Trump does win another elect, you know, another term, which I fully expect to happen, if it's a, if anything, if we don't have the uh, uh, massive fraud, <clears throat> and if if he does, then the other side's gonna, you know, gonna be more butthurt crybabies. But I think at this point, it will be time to start cleaning things up, you know, as much as possible, and uh, saying we're not putting up with your stuff anymore. You know, we put up with, you know, Obama for eight years. You can put up with Trump for eight years. <laughs> well, Jim, again, the point of it is, and I, I've, you know, I've, I'm neutral on Trump uh, mm -hmm. because he's done some things that has really made me angry, and yeah. he's not done some things he should have done. Right. But I think if we go right back to, to our first very first comment, uh, Donald Trump wouldn't know the Constitution if he found it in his back pocket. Yeah, uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid I have to agree with you on that. You know, the guy is a good businessman, and he, he, he flies by the seat of his pants a lot, but he, he needs a good constitutional scholar to advise him on this stuff. And, of course, well, he's, nobody he's in, in there now in would ever allow that. <laughs> True, but he's not going to find one of those in Washington, D.C., I no. promise you. Because let's stop and think about all of it. Well, we had Obama and his wife, both of whom were constitutional attorneys. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs> we had we had Bill Clinton and his wife, both of whom were constitutional attorneys. Yeah. We have constitutional attorneys running around the country uh, giving speeches and what have you who are spouting pure Federalist BS. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing I, last person I would want to tell me anything about the Constitution would be an attorney. Yeah. The only person I can think of that's in the in the public limelight that might even come close would be Andrew Napolitano. I don't know what you think about that. 
but he seems to be on the right side of most of the rulings that I've been hearing. Um, you know, I would like someone like yourself or Chris Ann Hall. I don't know if you're familiar with her. No, nope. uh, not she... me, not her. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're, you'd have a target on your back the second you set foot inside the D.C. district, <laughs> inside the Beltway, well, probably. <laughs> uh, you and I probably should talk privately about Chris Ann Hall. <laughs> yeah, I met her once uh, back in 2013, and uh, most of the stuff I've heard seems to have made sense. But yeah, I like the fact that she goes back in history. But you know, it's we'll not worry about that for now. But um, yeah, Trump needs somebody, you know, someone that can, you know, say here it is in black and white. You can or you can't. And here's why. But finding somebody well, did, that's anywhere around him at this point would be pretty hard to do. What would you think about you, Napolitano? Uh, oh, Napolitano. I, I'm a big fan of the judge. Uh, I don't think he's right 100% of the time, but none of us are. Right. But uh, a lot of people have forgotten that uh, he had his own, own show on Fox News. Mm -hmm. And he, he lost that show. Uh, with a program, uh, and of course they had him under contract, so they couldn't cut him loose. They just took his uh, own personal show, and I do believe it was called Freedom Watch. And uh, they took that program away from him because in 2008, I believe it was, he pointed out that there was absolutely zero difference between Obama and uh, no, I'm 2012. He said there's absolutely no difference between Obama and Mitt Romney except for skin pigmentation. <laughs> I tend to agree with that. <laughs> you know, Romney's a real piece of crap. So he, oh, and has been. And yeah. see, the thing that bothered me was when the Second Amendment people came out supporting Romney for president. Yeah. Just because he was when he was the only governor in history to ever so it's uh, happening again he was absolutely <laughs> out of it yeah oh yeah it's it's you know it, <clears throat> the one thing that i really liked about trump was the fact that he wasn't an insider you know, he had came, he had come from a, you know, not a political background. And I wish he would have got himself, you know, surrounded himself with advisors from the same ilk, pretty much, you know, non-political, you know, people that were good at certain things. Otherwise, I think things would have been a whole lot better. And then somebody like Napolitano or someone to run everything they do through a constitutional filter and, you know, it it was nice when I saw, you know, when he was inaugurated, uh, saying that, you know, we're giving the government back to the people. And now they're saying, you know, it doesn't, you know, doesn't make any difference really which party's in control as long as the people control the government, so to speak. And we haven't seen that in a long, long time, if ever. Um, but, and again, that comes back to a Republican form of government where they have to they have to realize and admit and acknowledge that the power is in the people it's not the other way around too many people have you know 
been led to believe that, you know, somehow along the line, things got turned upside down where, you know, I look at it, you know, kind of a pyramid situation. And most Americans would look at it with the president at the top of the pyramid. And I look at it as the president at the bottom of the pyramid. He's answerable to every, all 330 million Americans. We're at the top. We're the source of power. And everything filters down from us to them, where they think it's just the opposite. You know, we have to genuflect to them, you know, and ain't that way. Um, they have their authority based on what we have allowed them to have. And it's just sad that too many Americans just think that, you know, we work for the government. You know, we're the useless eaters, the drones, and that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if you would agree with that look at it, outlook, but... Uh, <laughs> That's kind of the way I, I approach things. Well, I think that's basically correct, Jim. Did you get a chance to read that uh, article that I sent you last week uh, titled What Trump Could Have Said? I just started looking at it this morning. I've been running like my head with my chicken cut off, and I didn't even act, I didn't see the article that sent, I didn't see the message it sent me till last night for some reason. And um, I just started looking at it a little. I got about maybe a paragraph or two into it before the show started today. I apologize. I really wanted to look at that before we got done or before we got started, but I just haven't had a chance. But I did I did get started on it, and I've got it bookmarked here, so I'm going to look at it more later. Well, I think uh, if someone, I, and I, what the point I brought up, the thing that made me write that article was when uh, uh, Trump was being interviewed back in the election in 2016. And uh, if he had known the Constitution... Uh, he could have uh, destroyed these talking heads on TV, uh, and he could have used the Constitution had he known it. Uh, the strange thing after I wrote that article, Jim, and I'll forward you the email if you would like it, I got sure. an email from someone who was in his, cam in his campaign, hmm. and they said that they had shown, they wanted to show that article to him, hmm. and uh, I I. The thing I responded, to, I remember it was a lady. Her first name was Marilyn. I can't remember the other. But I remember responding to her, I wish you would, because I would like to see someone dismantle these talking heads on TV with, uh, with actual logical constitutional statements. Definitely. And, by the way... <clears throat> For anyone else that is interested, you know, they can go to Rebel Madman, which is uh, the website, uh, one of um, Michael's websites, Rebel, R-E-B-E-L-M-A-D-M-A-N.com. And this is, um, I'm trying to see, where is this in the blog section or articles? Uh, yes, I'm it is. I'm afraid to back out of yes, it. Yes, <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's a search engine. Just uh, type into the search engine when you go there what Trump should have said. Okay. Take them directly to the article. Okay, great. Yeah, because there's probably some other folks out there who would like to hear that, too, or see it. And I encourage you to just check the site over. There's lots and lots of stuff on it. And um, the other site that uh, Mike has is um, Embracing the Obvious, and he does that along with uh, Daryl, who's a regular caller in on Roger's show immediately before this one, EmbracingTheObvious.com. So uh, I actually got it out before the end of the show this time. <laughs> well, Something I keep good. forgetting. Uh, but the, um, uh, yeah, Jim, it's uh, and 
for those who will, if I could throw in a plug, if you get a chance, Sunday night is going to be really interesting on my uh, show, Addicted to Our Own Destruction on uh, Revolution Radio, because it's going to be Daryl and I uh, talking about the uh, aerodynamics and a lot of issues uh, surrounding aircraft and 9-11. Ooh, <laughs> that will be good. I'll have to make sure I tune in for that one. I have to set an alarm because I, I get carried away doing things in the evening and I miss track of all the meetings and conference calls I'm supposed to be on. Um, and again, for everybody, what's the uh, the time for that and uh, how, do, how do people listen? It would be 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time and it will be on Revolution Radio or freedomslips.com or our friend Robert says he gets it on tunein.com. And it's Studio A, and uh, for just to give a little bit of background, I know that you know it, Jim, but Daryl is a an accomplished, you know, commercial airline pilot, uh, mm-hmm. retired now, and uh, has thousands of hours of time, was qualified, if I remember correctly, was qualified to fly every commercial aircraft in anyone's fleet at the time of his retirement, and he was also a an instructor for uh the airline that he retired from. Uh, he, he trained and updated other pilots uh, to other platforms of aircraft and uh, spent uh, an awful lot of time on the simulators in, uh, at Hart Field in Atlanta. And we will go into that with some detail, uh, reference the uh, path flights or the flight paths of the aircraft on 9-11. Yeah, I can remember talking with him a little bit about that, and it will be interesting. <laughs> the number of people he said tried to do it and couldn't. Just an amazing situation. You know, stuff that I've never heard about. But um, it will be, trust me, folks, anybody that wants to listen to that show, it will be well worth it. <laughs> That's for sure. And well, uh, I'm just checking here on TuneIn, because Robert mentioned that. I'm doing a search for Revolution Radio, and it's not showing up. Um I'm not sure. Oh, wait a minute. Revolution Radio Studio A, Turtle Island. That's it. Okay. Studio A. Cool. Well, now I just want to make sure it doesn't try. There we go. It's going to start playing. (laughs) Okay, so I've got that link on mine, so I should be able to pick it up easily then on Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. Now, I'll do my best to try and tune in because it will definitely be a, a great show. I think I can promise people they will hear stuff from that show they will not hear anywhere else. Yeah. Um, have you, by any chance, put uh, links on either of the websites to the shows? Or are you behind the curve on that? Well, I have not. But I guess I am behind the curve. I should yeah, it would be a good idea that. to do. It makes it a lot easier that way. But, uh, yeah, I, I try to keep, keep them up to date on mine as far as my shows, and every once in a while I have to get back in and change things. But uh, I encourage people to check out both websites, and uh, rebelmadman.com and embracingtheobvious.com. Um, and the links to both of those sites are on the links page on my site. So if you make it to yourdiyhealth.com, just click the links page and scroll down, and you'll see uh, the links for both of Mike's shows, or mo- both of Mike's pages. But, well, thank you for that, hey, Jim. I appreciate it. I kind of miss our buddy Robert today. Yeah, I, he must be working. I think he said something about maybe being working today, but he'll probably either listen in or catch the replay this evening. 
I miss him too. It's all, he's always a great addition. He's always got great questions and comments, you know, not just on this stuff, but virtually everything. I just, I love it when Robert calls in. He's very well read and very knowledgeable. And he and I have been communicating for years. Uh, we first hooked up uh, when I was on, uh, when I would uh, make a regular appearance on Roger's show. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> the, the, the listeners on this network, I, I just have to say, are probably some of the most intelligent people I've ever bumped into. They're really aware of what's going on there. You know, if America was loaded with 330 million people like what we've got on this network, a lot of our problems would not exist. <laughs> or they would be in the process of being taken care of. <laughs> I honestly believe that uh, these folks well, are. Unfortunately, top. we're in a very distinct minority, Jim. Yep, and that's part of the problem. You know, we're part of the one percent or less. Adventures say probably uh, way less than one percent, but um, with any luck, our numbers will start to grow. That would be a wonderful thing. Well. That's one of the things, one of the dynamics that always happens, Jim, uh, when we end up with something like this cataclysmic event happening mm -hmm. is you always take a few of the people who were sitting on the rail of the fence and you push them off. Yeah. And hopefully uh, most of them fall in our direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the trouble when you're sitting on the fence. You could go either way. And... Uh, you know, but hopefully when you know, people, more and more people get their ox gored or at least get a two-by-four upside the head, they start to wake up and realize that it's time to uh, do something other than just uh, fog mirrors. You know. Well, uh, Jim, help me with my math here. Is uh, 3% of uh, the population of this country, would that be uh, 9 million? Let's see here. I'm just going to say 333 million times three percent yep if if we had 333 million it'd be just uh be 999 no oh, it's 999,999 if i got that right let me see that oh, i did my numbers wrong hold on times three percent no if we have 330 million, 3% of that is 990,000. Okay, so let's say a million folks. Yeah, roughly. Well, I think a million folks operating together, uh, at least on the same page, could make a lot of difference. But uh, we are so dispersed over uh, 57 states, as Obama said. I believe it's only 50. But we are so dispersed that... Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that, uh, you know, I look uh, in my group of friends and the people who, uh, who are really tuned into this, and we're widely dispersed. Yeah, and that's, so, that's one of the big problems is the communications gap. You know, we've got, you know, every year there's a thing that comes out about, you know, the numbers of um, licensed hunters in, say, Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Just those four states uh, constitutes pretty much the largest standing army in the world. You know, but A, do they all have the same level of devotion to the country? B, do you have a way to get all of them on the same sheet of music? Because of the, you know, because we're so spread out 
and not having everybody on the same, you know, communications wavelengths. That's one of the big problems. And uh, if we could ever surmount that problem, you know, we would be a force to be reckoned with, that's for sure. If they could put out a text message or a email and all 200 million of these guys or whatever it is, you know, it's got to be less than that because, you know, they're, you know, we don't have 200 million people in those four states, by the way. But somehow or another, they figured that the, I guess maybe it's nationwide, that, you know, the hunters make up one of the largest standing armies, bigger than China even. Um, I don't know how they're figuring the numbers, but either way, you know, the number of people that are, you know, gun owners and that kind of thing, when push comes to shove, if you have one major thing that becomes the problem, if the gun owners are there, chances are there's going to be enough people to stop anything coming our way. But um, who knows? <laughs> Just have to wait. Well, and see. with all of the, uh, you know, uh, the last figures I saw, and it was some time back, Jim. It wasn't any time near recent. There were 88 million gun owners in this country. Yeah, that's that's a relatively accurate. You know, it, it has gone up considerably over the last <laughs> year or so, because a lot of the guns, most of the guns that have been sold, um, probably since the first of the year at least, are to new people. <laughs> You know, there are people that are buying guns now, even liberals are buying guns now, that never would have dreamed of it before. Um, That's scary. Yeah, and that is very scary because, you know, hopefully they're getting some kind of education. But I just saw a thing here. Some liberal talk show host uh, was anti-gun like crazy, and he lived, you know, above a, I think it was a Starbucks or some kind of coffee shop. And the uh, BLM and Antifa came in and basically, you know, destroyed the place below him. And I don't know if it was uh, they were working their way up the stairs or what. <laughs> but he got nervous and announced on his show that he wanted to get himself a gun. <laughs> you know, so. Well, uh, you know, I was talking with a, a gentleman who is actually my uh, son-in-law's brother, who uh, is a manager of a gun shop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like what he had to say because he said that uh, in his business, and he's not in a huge town, he said that in his uh, store that uh, that so far through June that their sales uh, were up over $700,000. And he said that an awful lot of people were coming into uh, the store that were first-time buyers and what have you. And he said if uh, they did not exercise any uh, knowledge whatsoever and were actually kind of nuts about it, he just asked them to leave his shop. He wouldn't even sell to them. That's good. I'm hoping most of them are doing that. Uh, and I think most gun dealers have the sense to realize that this isn't just any other consumer commodity. This is something that <laughs> carries the power of life and death. And the person you're selling it to has to have the brain cells necessary to make, you know, do handle them safely. And if they're not, you know, actively seeking out education and training and they don't look like they can handle it safely, hopefully these guys are going to say, no, we ain't selling to you. Um, you know, the sale ain't worth it. And that's the one good thing is sales are up so much with gun stores. They can afford to turn business away without any real, you know, downside so to speak. Uh, well, I know it. Uh, one uh, uh, friend of mine in Arkansas, uh, in Mina, who is a gun dealer, 
uh, he told me that uh, early on when we were first going through the first stages, first phases of this uh, pandemic, that uh, he had people coming in to. Uh oh, you just went off completely. Yep, poor network connection. People come in and want to borrow. Uh, start over. You dropped out completely oh, wow. there. He, he said he had people came in, come in, and that was it. You just dropped out one hundred percent. Can you uh, hear me, Jim? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I had something flash up on my screen. It says Windows Defender Firewall has blocked features of this app, and they're talking <laughs> about Skype. Oh boy. Yeah, I had one pop up that said uh, net, you know the network was bad connection it was reconnecting us. So, you know, the signal was bad, but you were just starting to say something about the the gun gun dealership there in Mina. I think it was he said he had people come in and then just dropped out 100%, just went off. Okay, he was uh he said that they were buying almost any firearm that he had uh that was available and he said, one guy in particular said, well, I need to buy some ammo. And he said, what caliber do you need? And he said, I, uh, he said I'm sorry, I'm sold out of that. And he said, well, just give me anything. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm not sure that's the guy I would want uh, covering my six, Jim. No, that's for sure. And, you know, that's... I used to see that, you know, I used to have, have tables at gun shows, and I would see people come in. This is back in the 90s and early 2000s. And back then, I've had times where I'd have to roll my eyes and wonder, you know, who sold this person a gun? And uh, you don't want to turn your back on them, that's for sure. And you watch them completely and make sure that the gun's tied open and all that kind of stuff. The way they're waving it around, you know, crossing people with the muzzle and that kind of junk. And just, you know, no safety whatsoever. And uh, Hey, Jim. Yeah. Uh, I've got some friends I know who are listening in. Uh, would you uh, give them a short rundown about what you do with the health industry? Yeah, sure. Um, basically, I'm a retired police officer. I don't have any medical degrees or anything like that, full disclosure. Um, in, uh, 2010, I tracked down Dr. Joel Wallach. I had heard his original recordings that, you know, many people got copies of back in the late nineties called dead doctors don't lie. It was on cassette form and it made so much sense that it uh, just, you know, rung true to me. And it took me a long time, finally, you know, between, you know, 14 years to find the guy. And I started by that time I had developed a bunch of, uh, uh, health issues as a result of doing things the wrong way, listening to doctors. And I got on board with his uh, protocols in 2012 and reversed, you know, high blood pressure. Um, uh, both my knees were bone on bone, rebuilt them instead of having knee replacements that my wife was encouraged me to do. Uh, got rid of gastric reflux. I'd been on Prilosec for over 20 years and couldn't get off the stuff. And it was, uh, I stopped it the same day I started this stuff, and I haven't had any trouble with reflux since. Uh, lost 70 pounds. I was way overweight. Um, went from 240 down to 170 in the course of about a year and have kept it off. 
and uh, just, you know, reversed all kinds of stuff. My blood pressure was 185 over 120, and I went down to 99 over 77 in 30 days' time just from nutrition. And basically, you know, I started working with Dr. Wallach and have in the process in the last, you know, you know about eight years now, uh, developed a business where I'm helping people all over the world um, just reverse chronic health issues with nutrition. And Dr. Wallach formulated a whole bunch of nutritional products that uh, uh, work like nobody's business. They are not the most expensive, but they are definitely the best nutritional supplements on the planet, at least as far as I've ever seen. And um, the, in, a, in a nutshell, if you have any chronic health issue, there's over 900 of them. High blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, macular degeneration, arthritis, you name it, the list goes on and on and on. They are all caused by nutritional deficiencies. They are not caused by a deficiency in some drug. <laughs> and when you go to an MD for these things, you're setting yourself up for failure because all they know is drugs and surgery. They have no clue what causes illness and they have no clue what cures it. They only know how to reverse symptoms or to slow them down or to mask them. So because they're nutritional deficiency diseases, when you put the nutrition back, the problem goes away. And uh, that's what I've experienced in my life. That's what uh, I've experienced with other people. Uh, that I've worked with, we've taken people with macular degeneration who were legally blind for 10 to 12 years, and within three months, they're able to see, read the paper without glasses uh, through nutrition. Uh, people with bone-on-bone -bone joints, you can regrow the cartilage over and over and over again um, because we're using the right stuff, the things the body uses. So in a nutshell, that's what, what we do. The website is yourdiyhealth.com, Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do it yourself, and health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. Uh, my contact information is there. You're welcome to go to the site. Uh, look around. If you have any questions, hit the Contact Me button. And uh, all of Mike's information is on the, uh, the links page as far as his websites and that kind of thing. The shows are there. Uh, the radio shows tab tells you how to listen to the shows, how to get replays and that kind of stuff. So real quick, that was best I could. <laughs> and we're almost out of time. We've only got about a minute and a half left. So I want to give you the last of it, Mike. So anything you want to say, let her rip. Well, thanks, Jim. I, uh, you know, we've done these shows several times, and I know I have some friends who, uh, tune in, and I uh, just wanted you to take the time and the opportunity to tell them what you do as well and uh, and tell them about your products and how you got there. You did a very good job with that. Yeah, and, also, uh, you know, this is not a one-day-a-week show either. Uh, go to the right. radio shows tab. This show is Monday through Friday. Uh, Friday's a replay, so it's actually Monday through Thursday. But uh, the other days of the week, that's what we talk about. So don't just listen on Thursdays. Listen the other days, too, and you'll you'll get an earful. <laughs> Well, I think that's great, Jim. And uh, again, I wanted to uh, uh, get that in there. And I'm hoping uh, that uh, on the Addicted to Our Own Destruction that uh, we'll be able to get you and Robert together on that show. I'm looking would, forward I to it. I would really look forward to that. Yep. And we are out of time. So that's that'll be August 9th, I believe. Uh, two Correct. weeks A week from Sunday. So everybody, uh, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. Mike, thanks so much for joining me today, and uh, take care, and we will talk to you next week. Have a good one. God bless.